Good morning and welcome back to our Monday Morning Talks. Uh, we are in week three of our Unhindered series. And yesterday um, we looked at uh, the week three of this journey through Unhindered talks about heart logic, healthy versus faulty heart logic and you know, kind of what we tell our hearts to make it okay when we're hurt or when our sore spots come up or flare up or, or get to a bad place. And, um, really like one of the things we're trying to do with this series is just let people know, like, it's okay not to be okay. Like we're trying to just say, you know what? Like, I don't know what normal is, but we're not it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) None of us are. And, um, at the same time, like, even if you don't know you need help, it's okay to get help. Um, yeah. And so there's still some ways that we're going to continue to try to tell that and and also just finish this journey. Um, but this was kind of the halfway point. And so one of the ways I looked to do that yesterday specifically was, like I had said, Mark kind of set that up saying, this changed the way I read scripture. And so I Starting off yesterday, I really wanted to dig into Elijah's story a little bit and go, okay, here's a dude in the Old Testament that we probably look at sometimes and go, he's a prophet. I'm not a prophet. What could I possibly have in common with Elijah? Yeah. And and actually dig into his story and go, oh, <laughs> like Elijah felt same kind of feelings I feel and experienced some of the same kinds of things. So. Yeah. I, I was really curious because, um, you know, these people of the Bible, a lot of us have grown up just knowing them, knowing their stories. Um, you know, a lot of them are what we would maybe define as heroic. Um, and I was wondering if you thought that there would be any pushback on maybe labeling someone in the Bible as suicidal or having, you know, some kind of, I guess, mental health issue that we talk about now, but like we, you know, we didn't grow up knowing, well, yeah, Elijah did great things at this moment. He was suicidal, but like, we don't talk about that. And I didn't know if it maybe would shatter people's, I don't know, expectations of that character or their perception of that character. Yeah. I think just honestly, yeah. So for me, Elijah is heroic. Um, And what I've always, the part of his story that we've always focused on is him standing toe to toe with 850 other prophets and just calling (laughs) down God's presence and God showing up and, you know, like just the victory of that, uh, we, we stop there. We don't go into chapter 19 of first Kings then and, and look at the dark place that it sent him when he gets this death threat from the queen. But, um, gosh, at the same time, I think we read our culture sometimes we interpret scripture through that lens. It's hard not to. Um, That's why it's important to know like hermeneutically what was their culture. Yeah. And being able to interpret through 
that cultural lens. What did that mean to the people that it was written to at the time? And then in some ways we look at it and go, yeah, and what, and what does it mean today? And, but getting into like with chapter 19, getting into verses three and four and seeing what Elijah does in reaction to getting that, that news from the queen. That's just like, I'm just letting you know, my plan is to kill you today. Yeah. My plan is that you won't be alive tomorrow. And Elijah, as he kind of runs, he also like, why do you think, you know, and, and, and it, it may be going to too dark of a place for some people, but it's like, why did he, it says Elijah was afraid, fled for his life, went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, left his servant there. And then he went on alone into the wilderness, uh, sat down under a broom tree and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, take my life. Like, Go ahead and read into the details of that. Like, what do you think Elijah's plan was? Yeah. Go you know, why do you think he left his servant behind, went by himself, that it was just like, I don't want anybody stopping me. I don't want anybody like I'm Elijah didn't want to live, you know? And so I don't just because someone being suicidal, like that term didn't exist and it does now like, yeah. That's kind of the place he was in. Yeah. Like you said, we just have words for those feelings now, but it doesn't mean we just all of a sudden found those feelings and then was like, oh, we're going to name this. Like, no, those feelings have been around for quite some time. So. Yep. And, and I, and and again, I like, I didn't want to put that word in. I didn't want to try to put that word in there, but I mean, what does it mean when you say, take my life? I've had enough. I want to die. Like in our world today, that's, that's what we would call it. Yeah. It's like exact definition. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I think like the big thing for me there was, was looking at it going his exact circumstances, like, man, I haven't, I haven't experienced those exact things in the ways that he did, but I have experienced going man, something traumatic or something happens and, and you look at it comparatively and go, man, why is that the thing that set me off today? But it's just, it wasn't that thing that set me off. It was the fact that it was that thing on top of everything else. (laughs) It was one more thing that just, I didn't have the capacity to deal with it and, and couldn't. And everyone can relate to that. Yeah, I think We've so. We've all been there. Pretty yeah. Much, so. Yep. Life is pretty overwhelming. And that was the whole like headwind conversation then yeah. is it's just like there are headwinds in our lives that it's like almost it just feels like we all go through seasons where we're like, really? Something else? <laughs> yeah. Like. Not right now. I can't do this right now. Yeah. Like I've said that so many times. Yeah. Or uh, like. Or we hear this right now. We say, or we hear other people say, like, "Man, can I, can I just catch a break?" Yeah, you know, like, um, that's a real feeling. Like, gosh, can something go right right now (laughs) instead of everything going bad? And it's that whole idea of like when it rains, it pours. So, Um, so I would hope that people would. 
maybe not have a, a bad taste in their mouth of like putting these kinds of, I guess what people would say, labels on people of the Bible, but that it would almost make them more relatable and like show that they are human just like us and that, you know, they can do all these great and amazing things with God just like we can today. So I'm hoping that maybe people will take it in that sense instead of the other. Well, and it's what we tell ourselves all the time too. Like Elijah, God did those things. Right. And God's going to do those things whether Elijah cooperates or not. God's going to do those (laughs) things whether I cooperate or not. And so, and that really led into kind of for me, like in developing that sore spot thing where it's just like, that was a huge thing for me to go, gosh, my identity, I've wrapped my identity up so much with, you know, if I'm taking it a step further, cause I said, you know, the self-esteem, low self-esteem is my sore spot, the way that it produces anyway. And like, so what I end up doing is just like, I get so much of my, who I am wrapped up in how I perform. And what what I do. And so for somebody to go, Hey, you know what? Like, I want you to take a sabbatical. I was just like, what? Like that means stop being who I am (laughs) for, you know, six weeks, like for six weeks, I'm gonna, you know, and, and, and it's just that reality of like, you know what? Like this isn't who I am. (laughs) This place will function just as well as it does without me as it does with me. And yeah, those are some things I needed a wake up call to. So, yeah. Which kind of ties into the four questions and why you would have answered no to the, am I good one? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you want to recap the four questions. Yeah. So, I mean, the four questions is God good. And, and I kind of elaborated on some of them a little bit, but it's just like, is he, is God really good all the time? You know, or I think for some of us, we go, "Mm, when that happened to me, I'm not sure if God was really good right then, Mm -hmm. because I'm not sure why he allowed that to happen or I'm not sure why, you know, or am I good? The second one, am I good? Even though I'm flawed, am I valued and worthy of love? You know, and that I said, for me, that's kind of where I had to answer no. Like, I'm not sure I lived and thought and acted like I thought I was worthy all the time because I felt like I had to earn it. Um, The third one, are other people good? You know, even though they're broken, is there goodness in humanity? Is there goodness in, in other people? And then the fourth one is life good, even though it's difficult. So. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that based on what you go through your experiences, that's of course what makes you say yes or no to those. Mm -hmm. Because when, when I was looking at them, you know, I said no to a different one, which was um, like our other, our other people good. And, and I don't say that as in like, well, I'm good. You know, I'm better than other people. No, I, I have a hard time trusting other people, especially other people I don't know because of things that have happened to me. And so it's, it was really hard for me. Like, I know other people are good. Yes. But like, is humanity good? I'm like, "Mm, maybe not. And so 
it's just interesting that because of what you went through, because of what I've, I've gone through something different that we, they're skewed in different places. And so, yeah, it's just knowing, I guess, which one, if you're honest, which one you're saying no to so that you can kind of go through why you're saying no to that. Yeah. Um, and then I liked, cause in the book in this week's, um, week three, it says, Answering no to any of the heart questions misaligns your heart with God and compromises your faith, which I thought was a really big, you know, you know, I was like, well, no, but this is why. But then when I saw that it misaligns my heart with God and compromises my faith, I was like, this is probably a bigger deal than I'm, I'm not putting enough weight on this. Yeah. And that's why I like the terminology, you can say it different ways, but that's why the book calls some of them it like heart shapers or life shapers. Yeah. Cause we're literally letting those things kind of shape our life then. Yeah. It's shaping the lens that I interpret everything through mm-hmm. and saying, you know what? Like, and, and so if it's faulty logic, yeah, <laughs> then I am interpreting everything through a broken lens. Yeah. Which is scary. Yeah. <laughs> like really scary. Yeah. Uh, but the good thing is that this isn't just like super negative, like, well, that thing happened to you and now it's over. <laughs> like you're never gonna think this way again. It feels like that some days. But I like in um in that week, week three, it said that you have to acquire double vision. So you have to you're of course going to look at things through that lens of your circumstances, but then you have to look at the lens through like what God has promised mm-hmm. and what he's going to deliver on and who he is. Yeah. And that can be overwhelming and kind of exhausting, honestly, at times, mm-hmm. but you have to do those things in order to not just look through that broken lens. Yeah. So. And that's, I think like, so there are just things we have to remind ourselves. And that's why we went into communion the way we did, you know, uh, and using, I was just trying to use, you know, from my story, something that has been huge for me is worship. Um, and the ways that I worship and the ways that I use scripture and, and music. And sometimes just the thing, like, I just have to sometimes tell myself God is good. Um, and it's almost like I'm telling myself that to convince myself right now. Yeah. Cause right now my experience and everything else is wanting to tell me some, I'm wanting to say something else, Yeah. you know, but I need to remember God is good. Um, all the time. And, and so there are other things we used to, like, I could see just that reminder of just like, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. He is not changing. My circumstances are, my mind is, and my experience is ever changing, but God is constant and consistent. Right. He's the same God. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think, um, it's good to have to figure out what works for you. Like if it's worship or because even, you know, we talked about, you know, not thinking God is good in that moment, or maybe you, you think God is good, but you're like, why did he allow this to happen? Then even that little bit of doubt is saying no to that question Mm -hmm. of is God good. And I liked, um, they give certain things that you can do practical things. Um, 
in this part here in the book I really liked when you can't reconcile why God would let that happen to you and not step in in a bad situation submit yourself to truth and how you can do that in certain they they give you examples of that you can um so with saying no um, to you know is God good or is he good all the time um I love they said in the book, when you can't reconcile why God would let that happen to you and not step in a bad situation, submit yourself to the truth. And how you do that, you need to find what's best for you. And they give examples, which I love, like practical things. Like if it's one traumatic moment for you, they say, you know, it might hurt, but take yourself back to that moment and picture like God is there with you in it. Like it shows you like he's not allowing or he's not, you know, causing that, like that he's with you and he's he's there by your side. And they, another example, kind of like what Ryan said, was it might be a moment with scriptures that affirm the goodness of God. Like maybe you have to read something over and over to get it to, you know, feel true to you. Or it might be a moment of silence and solitude or of listening to worship music where you feel God stirring something in you. So it it's not just all, you know, this is how we are, this is negative, but it's trying to give you little things to do to like bring yourself out of that darkness and look at the truth. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm so appreciative. Like, you know, the, the greater lens that Lincoln helped me form, like through IDS, my worldview, it's something I can return to then. Like if you don't have a standard, you know, if it's just like, because it gets back to like, what do I believe about this? Yeah. What is right. this? Is it God's inspired word? Yeah. Is it, is it truth? True? Is he truth? You know, and and if I believe those things, then sometimes it like you said, then it's it's reminding myself like, and what I'm viewing right now, it's it's messed up by a messed up world. Yeah. And it but if I'm like if I'm letting that influence my lens or I'm making that truth, you know, like that's why I hate people saying like Share your truth. What's your? (laughs) It's like who cares? Yeah, Um, (laughs) that's not that's not truth. That's just experience. Uh, This is truth, and and I think what that does then is like if I go back to where we started the series week one, then and this explanation. If I believe what I believe about this, and it is my foundation, and I'm trying to build my life on it, then I'm realizing like when I face that moment of like, why did he allow this then? What is that all about? It's just like, it said it in Hebrews 12, seven, it is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons for what son is there whom his father does not discipline. If you're left without discipline, uh, then you're illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we've had, and he just goes into all this, but he says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful, rather unpleasant, but later it yields peaceful fruit uh, of righteousness to those who've been trained by it. And so it's just like, well, because he's, he's, he's doing a great work. And that's why I have to remind myself, like, God's doing something good, even though it doesn't feel like it. Yeah.